Welcome to the Geocache Talk Presents, an exciting and interesting podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Geocaching Network. This podcast is about geocachers, their stories, as well as their tips, tricks, and adventures. So thank you for coming along for Geocache Talk Presents. On this episode of Geocache Talk Presents, I have Derek Baker. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for being part of the f- episode one, I guess, of Geocache Talk Presents. I'm excited. This is great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, all right. Well, let's get let's get right into it. All right. How in the world did you find out about geocaching? Well, I actually found out through my wife. She was reading a magazine. I think it was a Disney magazine or something about family uh, going caching. And uh, she brought it up to me and said, hey, you know, this might be something that we want to do. We were just about to go on a, a long trip. Uh, my grandfather was looked like he was about to pass away. And we had the kids and we we're going to be in the car. And we were trying to figure out what can we do to entertain the kids. So we right. saw she saw this and said, hey, do you want to try and do this? And I said, hey, you know, that actually might be kind of cool. It sounds like fun. Uh, let's see what we can do with it. And so that's how we actually heard about it. It was in a magazine. And that was back in uh, June of 2012. Um, I was just actually looking at my profile, seeing the actual date that it actually we actually found our first one. That was right. 2007, <laughs> 7th of June, 2012. It was when wow. I found the first one, which because she, I think she told me about it and I was at work and when lunchtime came, I said, Hey, there's one just down the way. <laughs> so I ran off and grabbed it. So yeah. What was it like with the, to find your first one? What was the, cause everybody has sort of a different experience. Right. I mean, I mean, and, you know, uh, Jesse Memphis mafia always tells the story. It was, it was, it was, like the worst find ever, but what was, what was your first one like? All right, so my first one, and I actually looked looked it up. It was called Flocking to Sangaree, and it was literally probably a quarter of a mile away from where I was working. I was working at a TV station that was in a church. Oh, cool. And it was actually a, a wood cache, going actually into the woods, finding the cache, and, and this is probably why I like these so much. It was a birdhouse. Yay! <laughs> so I actually found a birdhouse cache was my first one in the woods. And Wow found it opened it up and then um i think i don't even remember what i took out of it i think i got like a, a hot wheel car or something like that when i switched out because i or i went back and switched something out with it right the kid the one of the kids from our receptionist was there and i took him because i was talking about it. He said, well that sounds really cool so we went back to it and that's when we actually did the trade um so and i and i I think I did pretty good on my first log. Um, let's see. I actually said. Oh, you got it? Cool. I actually pulled it up. It says, first cache ever found for us. Thanks. Zip log needs to be replaced. Not <laughs> a thing for the cache or anything like that, but it was actually, say, you know, this is, it needs yeah. to be replaced. First cache, I don't know what to do with this, but here's, hey, something might need to be replaced. I don't have one. I mean, I carry Ziplocs with me all the time now, but. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. I mean, did, when, how much research do you think you did prior to the first one? Like, did you understand about leave something, take something and that whole traditional? No, I don't think thing, that I might've, uh, Jess might've told me a little bit about it. Right. But I didn't, I've, I've never even seen the article. She told me about it. That was all hearsay. Oh, so wow. I, yeah. I would actually never sat there and read the article. I went online and registered. I might've watched the video that they had at that time. Right. Um, that was also t- during the time frame that I was actually producing a kid show. And that oh, was, yeah. the kid that I took with me was actually the host. So we ended up doing a, a segment of the show on geocaching and talked to ground speak and they were allowed us to use some of the videos and stuff like that. in it. And so we, wow. we were able to do that and that was a lot of fun. And I can actually look back and say, Hey, that's when I first started geocaching was that summer. And that was, I mean, now I'm doing my own vlogs and stuff like that. I guess you could say that was the first vlog that I did, but it was for, with another kid. Now, now I got the nano kids. So it's yes. kind, of, kind of do the same thing. So it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to it in a little bit. Cause once people uh, see this or hear this, right. We will have already done 
your other first episode of your first podcast, right? Geocaching uh, with kids. Geocaching with kids. Yeah. So kind of funny. Uh, we're taping this now. It hasn't occurred, but yet when people hear it, it'll already occurred. So it's like, right. <laughs> so go back. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to yeah. Geocaching with kids. Yes. Go back and listen to something that's in the future. It's very, it's very Marvel of us to talk well, about time it, travel kind of <laughs> no, 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 i mean i'm a joshua geocaching vloggers favorite movies um back to the future yep. so we're just that's we're just kind of emulating Try. that back to the future yeah yeah that's funny uh so tell everybody about who you cash with Let, let's let's step back a minute okay tell everybody sort of a little bit about your background, um, where you were born and raised and where I'm about, you know, we don't want to make it a three hour show, but no, we like, give people kind of a, a basic background of yourself and okay. maybe, you know, when you got married and, and all that kind of, you know, ba- basic, basic, uh, background info. Okay. Well, I was, uh, my dad was in the military and I was actually born in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Okay. Uh, of course that was, uh, pre geocaching because otherwise I would have Mingo. Yeah, um, but hey, you'll get it this summer or this I mean, next May. This May is what I'm planning on being there. Yep. So, but uh, was born in Kansas. Uh, so with my dad being an officer, we moved about every two years. So oh. between, I can real quickly. I'll just go through all the different countries. Yeah. I Once no again, problem. if I was geocaching and if it was round, I would have so many countries uh. um, because uh, it was. Kansas, Louisiana, Japan, uh, Washington, D.C., Texas, Illinois, uh, Mississippi, Saudi Arabia, went to boarding school in London, and then California, where I graduated high school. I actually went to three different high schools, one in Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, London Central, which was, of course, in London. It was a DOD uh, boarding school, and then Edwards Air Force Base. And then I went to college in Florida. Right. Um, And I had done mission trips and everything like that. And so sure. last in 1997, when I actually figured it up, I'd been to, I think it was like 28 different countries Oh wow! by that time after traveling all over. Unfortunately, I haven't been out of the state since 97, but I'm hoping to get out pretty soon with cool. a lot of things that I'm doing now. Yeah, uh, Went to Florida for college where I actually got a degree in broadcast television broadcast. And that's, that was back. I graduated in 99. Right there, but I was doing editing and a whole bunch of production all the way through college and became a producer of a Christian television show at one point called God's News Behind the News. Right, and it was a producer there. Then I ended up doing some other stuff. Uh, I worked at a I was a facilitator at a ropes course for a while, working with at risk uh, teens. Oh, wow, cool! At the same time, and then uh, was still on, on staff at a church where I was doing video editing for national international TV stations and stuff like that for their, for their stuff. Then I ended up going to Illinois um, where I became the lead senior editor for a large uh, Christian television network. And that's where I met my wife, Jessica. And and so then from there was there for about five years and moved to South Carolina to start a brand new TV station. Wow. Yeah. Be a production manager there where I designed and, designed the studio, designed all the equipment that we're coming in, that specced out all the equipment that was coming in. And that's where I was when I started geocaching is wow. doing all that process. Cause that's the, as being a part of a small TV station, I had many hats besides production manager. I was an editor. I was a producer. I was, did a lot of different stuff and we we're trying to come up with some new ideas for um, programming. Sure. And one thing that we didn't have enough of was children's programs. So I really produced a children's program and, doing different segments and it was basically seeing the world through this kid's eyes. And he was the host. You'd go to different places and we'd talk, uh, ask questions. And I was just basically running a camera as a fly on the wall, let him run with it. And if he needed help, we'd step in and help with him. But it was just his whole seeing it through a nine year old's world. Wow. And going to different places. And that was called Colby's corner. And you can cool. still find it on YouTube. You can actually oh. go, <laughs> still find it. And, um, you go dig that up. Yeah, and I was a house a, a character on there as well. Um, oh wow, no, I got some good it, stuff now. That's kind of in segues. Was, my uh, character <laughs> name was Painter Pete, and uh, so I did some different stuff on there, and 
it was just a lot of fun. Was, that was actually really my first part of being in front of the camera. Right. Really. So that, that's basically in a nutshell, a little bit about me and my background. Right. And so when you do go out now geocaching with, you refer to her as Jess, Jessica, but right. you always refer to her as Jess. I think that's yeah, cute. It's always Jess. It's Jess. Yeah. I love that. Um, who else goes with you? A lot of times the kids will go with me. Um, so lot, they'll go out there. Nikki loves, absolutely loves geocaching. Curtis, he really does like it, but there, he can only take so much at a time. Yeah. Um, so um, those that don't know that Curtis is actually autistic and right. he, there's some times that he's just like, okay, I'm done. My, I'm sensory overload. So we're, we're, we're done. Um, that's one reason why the nano kids are a lot of times really short and how we shoot the nano kids to kind of company um, help with that. Yep. Uh, so that's just one of the things, but Nikki loves going out. I mean, we're have we're learning a little bit different right now because it's a little colder here than it is. Yeah. It's cold cold here too today. Yep. So, um, and I've been trying to get, still do caches, um, trying to work my 365 day challenge and trying to still get caches when I can. Right. Filling that, filling those holes. So, filling but gaps, usually, yeah. yes, usually who do I cash with? Usually it's my family. Um, there are times that I'll go out by myself, especially if I'm just going to go grab a quick one for the day. Right. Or, um, but I really like also going out and meeting the owners of the caches and, and caching with them if I can. Yeah. And so, uh, how old is Nikki? Nikki is nine, nine. And then Curtis is 11, 11. Okay. Um, yeah. So the process of, of getting, in a sense, because you the first one you the first ones you found were just you and Jess, right? Or or the kids involved prematurely on? Because we right after we found that, it was within probably a couple of weeks that we ended up traveling to Arkansas, driving there. And okay. I actually have two older boys, and so there was there were six of us, and that's where our, my name comes from, Baker Six Clan. It was the six of us that cashed together. Oh, okay. Cool. And um, on my path tag, it actually says family cashing together. Is actually what it what it actually oh, said okay. on our on our family path tag, right? Um, so we actually drove from there. So even on my first really outing, within like a month, I was hitting. We hit every rest stop from here to Arkansas that we could find. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and I, it, that was really new for me because I'm the kind of person that just would get in the car and just drive and just hope everybody goes to sleep because I just want to get there. Right. I mean, I be, from. Yeah. Lakeland, Florida to LA in three days. Oh man, you did. Yeah. Well, my last day that I did that, I was on this side of Midland, Texas. Oh, wow. Boy, yeah. This side of Midland, Texas to LA in one day. That's incredible. Cause I've driven, I've driven from San Antonio, basically to Los Angeles, San Bernardino. Right. And, um, that's a long uh, drive too. It is. When I was driving a U we were dragging a U-Haul with us, Susan and I, and, uh, yeah. We did it two 12-hour days. Let me tell you, that second 12, man, that was that was rough. I'm, yeah, you know. I, was, I, mean, that was, I did that when I was in college, um, and it was, like I said, wish geocaching was around because I would have stopped more. Um, sure. Going out, I kept hitting time changes, so I'm like, I'm still going. I would th- miss my exit at Phoenix where I was going to actually stop right. between Phoenix and Needles, and – Needles, California. So I hit Needles, California, and, just, and called my parents. Said, "Hey, I'm in in two hours." And windows Just went down, heat went up, and pulled in. When I figured it up, I think I drove for like 22 hours that day. Wow, that that's awesome. Uh, here in a little bit, we'll get into more about Nano Cat, Nano Kids, and behind the cash. But let's kind of uh, kind of get into what happened in a sense after the first couple, what, what, what do you think? And this is a tough question, I think for many people, but uh, hopefully you give it a little bit of thought. Uh, Cause I gave you the questions ahead of time, yeah. um, which is still hard though. I, I, some of these questions are really tough, but they were, there was a couple I had to really think about. <laughs> well, why do you think you kept going at, cause so many people will find, and we've all seen this where they go, Oh, I am, I am hooked. And you go look and you go, you know, it's like, Oh, this is, this is, you know, I can't believe that this is awesome. And I'm in, and you go look and they found like five in the last three years or something. You're like, I don't think you're really in as much as you say you are. So, um, I know that's not your case. 
well, so there for a little you, bit. I will admit that after we started, really got into it. There was about a, um, I could go on a project GC and I think there was like 380 days that I didn't find a cash. Okay. And that was kind of during, there was a lot of things going on at the TV station where sure we were going through buyouts and everything like that. And just life was happening and just wasn't able to get out and do it. Right. But once I, I, I would maybe go get one, I wanted to go get some, but it was really, I found that geocaching and with my boys that were living in Florida at the time, it was just a way right. to connect. We'd go out and we would like camping. So we'd go camping and then, lo and behold, the campsite had 20 something caches and we'd go hike and go do get all the caches that we could get that day. Um, now, remember those are your, you have some older children, right, right? Right. I have my oldest son, Lyle, who is at Fort Sam Houston right now. Um, he's yep. in the army. And then, yep. um, my middle son ish middle son is, is Sam. And he right. actually lives, uh, close to Dallas now, Dallas. Oh, okay. So he, cool. he just moved this last summer from uh, Florida to there. And, Sam, who is 16, actually still loves to go geocaching, but he's only oh, really do it when he's actually with me. So, and when we're driving, he's like, "Can we stop? Can we stop? I want to stop." <laughs> so it's it's awesome. a lot of fun. And so it's really great having a 16 year old that wants to geocache and wants to do that. Right. I call him my uh, DNF finder because if I have a DNF I haven't found, I usually take him and he'll usually spot it pretty quick. Oh, I have a, I have a child like that too. Yeah. He's helped me find like three different DNFs to clear off when I was in uh, South Carolina still. So that was, we knocked them out within like a week. That's awesome. Go. So, but yeah, very cool. Um, so see, but you kept going, kept going. Uh, I just really like it gets me out. It gets me using my brain again, um, not staying idle because um, you got puzzles. You have a lot of different things that I like trying to figure out. I like doing puzzles um, from gadget puzzles to different aspects. Just trying to think of figuring out uh, different things. Right. When I, I would teach production and one of the first things I do, I have all these different little puzzles and I'll hand them to him and said, okay, just in production, you have to think outside of the box. It, sometimes it, it can be the easiest thing, but you don't want to overthink it, but right. you want to find the best way of doing something and think outside the box of how to do something. And that's, that's what I think of a puzzle is. It's you, you don't, if it wasn't, if you didn't have to think outside the box then it wouldn't be a puzzle. So you have to figure out how to do, get into something. And that's just something that I, I've always really liked doing. So I, that's what, I think that's what really has kept me going is because I'm always trying to find new ways of doing something. How, okay. How can I hide this a different way? How can seeing different things? I mean, I saw a post um, today. In fact, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman had this video and there's a, this girl is going find her dad passed away. And she's going through a finding different pieces of paper and the way the papers uh -huh. are laying, she's going traveling all over the world. The way the papers are laying, it, it forms one note because it oh. and I'm like, Hmm, there's huh, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, can I do a PDF and have somebody download it? And they actually have to figure that, put how to figure out how to put it together to, so the, right. things like that that I see. And it's like, let's, I want to try and build that now. I'm trying to figure yeah. that out. So it's just, it just keeps me thinking, gets me out of my production world all the time. Yeah. Cause I, right. I, I live production. I live um, doing um, videos, doing social media aspects for, for my job, trying to tell stories anyways. And this kind of gets me away from that a little bit. And that's sure. just, it's a great outlet for me. It's actually one of the only few hobbies I've actually been able to stick with. <laughs> me too. Uh, do you then, would you then say that the mystery cash or the question mark cash, whatever the, Different, different. Uh, that's such an oddball one. The question mark, cash. Would you, would you say that's your favorite or not? I don't know or, because sometimes it is, but I like field puzzles, and it depends on how they, where you're at, how they have to rank it. True. So a lot of times it can be a traditional yeah. gadget, can be a traditional. Right. Absolutely. I love finding gadgets. I love finding things that you have to sit back and think about. Well, how do I get into this? So it may not necessarily be a mystery. I mean, there's some urban caches here in. Mm -hmm. Memphis that you have to 
either go find the code just within the area. And those are kind of cool because you actually have to explore right. just to find the code right? or know a little bit of history and different things. That's, I mean, that's what, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. I like the gadgets. I like the, something that's unique. I mean, yeah. I like, I like all the different icons or the different um, types because right. they're just, each one can have something really interesting, but, and it can also can be something that's very mundane, but, those are great for if you're trying to work on numbers or your 365 challenges. Like I don't want, I just need to get a quick cash. I can go grab one of these, but right. it just depends on really the mood. But if I'm going to go out and do some really great caching, I'm going to be hitting high favorite points. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, um, that's a really good way to look at it too, is the variety. The variety is, is almost to me. And I think we are both very similar the variety is almost part of the the allure. It's not it just all the same, you know. Do you uh, do you, have you you obviously you hide some caches? Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't started hiding them here in Memphis. Well, when this comes right. out, I've had you moved but, right, but I have some plans um, to hide them. Um, most of my cool. caches, actually, my first cache, and usually I know we always see don't hide a cache until you have a hundred or something like that. But one of the guys that I used to work with, um, he actually was one used to geocache when it actually first came out. Him right. and his brother, and he they're living in New York, so he, him and I actually came up with an idea to hide, and we actually did a, uh, a gadget. Didn't even this is before really gadgets or anything. It was a it was a multi gadget there called, and we geared it around the TV show that we we're developing, Colby's Corner. It was called Colby's um, Sound Action Lights. Okay. So first part of it, and this is, and I, and I love this. I love these types of caches, anyways. So the first one is on the property of where the TV station was, and we had to get special permission because there's a school there. But we were able to get all that um, right. in there. But you go, there was like a semi truck, and you go to it, and there was a a doorbell on the back end of the semi truck, and you're like, "What is this doorbell?" You hit this doorbell, <laughs> and you hear a buzzer down at the other end, and oh. a little. Um, key hide box under there and you open it up and gave you the coordinates to the next stage. Oh, very they cool. Go over to the next stage. And it was one of those, and this is before I even knew about these. We made this. Um, I mean, this is how new I was. I mean, I know West Virginia Tim has them and all these other ones. And I've right. fishtails down in uh, Savannah has it, but it's where you take the battery and put it to the post and it lowers it down. Right. I've never seen one of these. So I, I we, that's we pretty wild to do this. And so we did that. That one, unfortunately, just the motor kept getting burned out. So we end up changing that eventually, turning it to a water one where you fill it up with water and it pops up. Sure. Still kind of still it's still in action. So the last part was called lights. So it takes you to another part into this wooded area and you go in and there's a doorbell on a tree. Right. And you push the doorbell and about 50, 50 feet to 60 feet or something like that up on on the tree had LED lights and they started lighting off and right at the bottom. Oh, of the tree, wow. That's very cool. Cashless. Really a lot of high favorite points really quick. And people were like, I, I didn't know if we were going to do this one because it was a new cashier just, and we actually did it under a, a sock puppet name for Colby's corner was the, oh, cool. that I did that one. So even if you would go and look for that one, it wouldn't be Baker six clan. It was actually Colby's corner. It was just a sock puppet because wow. we we're going to do the caching for the TV show and stuff like sure. that. That's what that was actually created for. Wow. Um, so, but that got me really started into um, doing hides were interesting containers. Um, one of my others is just a simple, looks like a drain out for a drain clean out, which is at, actually still at my old church. Um, oh, okay. Still, all, my still caches, there yeah. which all my caches are pre, uh, being looked out of after with friends over in South, uh, South Carolina still. Cool. Like six or seven people like, hey, we'll watch your caches for you because we want to cool. keep it going. Yeah, uh, and then I have uh, two. Actually, I only have two other gadgets. I think that are still mm -hmm. off and running right now. I end up archiving the other ones. Right. Um, kids kept taking a bat to it. Another uh, one breaking down. Uh, I'm probably going to rework the design now here. Um, but then I have one gadget that I built on my YouTube channel that I still haven't put out. So I have that one with me. It's actually in my parents' garage right now. That's very cool. Shelf ready to go whenever I'm ready for it. 
So that's, I like interesting containers and building gadgets and making people think, oh, wow, you know, this is just really cool. Just what can I do with this? And I, that's, that's the aspect I really like. And that actually, my dad doesn't really like going out and geocaching. He, he'll probably like doing virtuals. He likes going to do virtuals right. because he doesn't like, he feels like he's going to get in trouble, I guess, looking around, lifting up lamp skirts and stuff like that. It just doesn't, it's sure. strange for him. But he'll like going to see a virtual, but he and I both like doing woodworking. And so uh -huh. we'll actually, and he's an engineer. So I he comes in, he's like, okay, how can we do this? And we'll try and figure things out. And he, of course, he'll break out a CAD program, start doing CAD part where I kind of, <laughs> so he does the CAD part. I kind of go, okay, this is how I want to do it. I measure and I, and I start move, doing the designs without any paper, anything written out. He has to have it written out. So, so we're, right. so we're like, okay, this is what I want to do. And we'll design it and we'll, be doing that so with being here in memphis i'm actually looking really forward to us actually getting to really start building some gadgets here uh once we get into our, our house and actually when this is airing we'll actually be in our house so maybe i'll start to get yeah gadgets. <laughs> so that is awesome yeah um so interesting uh kind of how we met um you were beginning to vlog mm -hmm. with a v yep and I think I'd watched maybe two or one and I contacted you and right. I said, I really like, I really like your vlogs. You're doing a great job. And, um, I could tell we were going to connect pretty quick on that. What's interesting though, uh, and we'll, again, I'll, we'll get some time here in a little bit. We'll talk about kind of what, what your vision is or and what your kind of your goal is for behind the cash and, and how that's been going. And then we'll talk about nano kids too, yeah. uh, as we, we get a little further on in the interview. But the interesting thing was, uh, not too long after we had interacted and I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Um, but I don't have it. It's, it's in a box. You don't, <laughs> yeah. Um, we had put out geocache talk had put out, um, six stashes in six different states and uh, not knowing what was going to happen. You know, we, we placed them fair. Actually, it wasn't, I can kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. We weren't really strategic initially, but well, we sort of were a little bit. And then it dawned on me that if we all hid one in these certain locations, then if you were everyone in the in the US would be only three states away from right. every one of them. So that's when I hid the one in, in Connecticut instead of hiding it. I was gonna originally hide it in Massachusetts, but by putting it in Connecticut, I could cover more area. Uh and then that's kind of how we expanded the idea. Um and so Memphis was going Memphis Mafia was going to South Carolina for uh, I think it was a combo work and little vacation time. And so he placed one in South Carolina. Uh, again, separate from you and I meeting right? Um, was us placing that. I know Josh Boggs uh, attempted it. Yeah, we're, we were talking back and forth on that one yeah. a little bit. That was before we actually – we actually didn't even – I didn't even meet Josh officially till going caching this last summer <laughs> oh wow the first time you met josh was, yeah it was that time yeah was october that's awesome yeah it's first time i'd met him too so that was interesting uh but you had heard about the stashes and decided you were going to go try to hunt for this right because there, there was no court you know well the coordinates we knew the coordinates but we didn't post the coordinates anywhere we just gave we just gave clues which i guess maybe kind of scratched you where you itched as it were right right so, and uh, I could actually, and I actually throw back this a little bit further. I remember we contacted each other. You were saying, Hey, I like your channel and stuff like that. And I said, I, I think I'm, I, that was the time to say, Okay, how about subscribe? <laughs> yeah. And, and I said, then I said, If you like, well, yeah, I will. And subscribe to mine. I said, Okay. So I subscribed and I said, Okay, I'll watch your show this, this Sunday. Well, that right. Sunday, and I remember this because I, I was at the Grand Canyon when I was actually shooting that episode. Right. And we're there in a, a Mexican restaurant and I'm trying to watch it. <laughs> it's, it. So I was trying to be true to my word at that point, even right. trying to watch it. And then of course up in the grand Canyon signals really sketchy anyways. So yeah. we're, 
I wasn't able to finish watching it, but that's when that was the first time I watched Geocache Talk, and I actually. Well, I think that might have been first time I heard about the GT stash at that point. Right. right. And then I started telling my wife about it and, and she started watching and listening. And so when all that happened, we started really looking at the clues. We're sitting there scouring through everything. Well, where are these clues? And I'm sitting there trying to find all the clues. All the <laughs> right. I, never could, I never found them. I really never even found them. And oh, wow. Until I heard somebody talking like, yeah, there's one in Myrtle Beach on, on something. I was like, okay. And then when you guys did the reveal on, it was just what the week before Thanksgiving, I think it was. So we're right. Uh, so I did listen to it and there's a Myrtle beach. And then Jess started going through Google and started Googling things. And, and I pulled up, she found where um, the restaurant captains, something's happened by the sea. I, I'm trying to remember what, right. what it was. But yeah. Cause the clue, uh, the clue yeah. And I pulled up Google Maps and, and looked on, on the street view, and I'm sitting there looking like, okay, I think it's over here. Well, and I, at the same time, I was when I was starting really getting going on, on my vlog, and I'm like, okay. And my son was there for Thanksgiving, and the family was in town for Thanksgiving. I'm like, I can't get away. Uh, right. It sticks around for the entire time. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, but we're yeah. Yeah, <laughs> about – after Thanksgiving, everybody had left. I'm like, okay, it still isn't there. So I was able to actually set up a shoot to be able to go to Myrtle Beach and go and do about six, I think it's like four or five episodes or something like that up in Myrtle Beach at the time. Right. I'm like, okay, now I have an actual reason to go there. In fact, I don't find it. I'm not wasting my time because it's three yeah. hours away. Because <laughs> really justify this. Yeah, because you let people know that it's the we didn't we didn't say the restaurant. We didn't give those. I mean, that was. Uh, well, and we didn't tell, we didn't say States either, but what happened was people would start to, and I know, I don't know where maybe some of the info obviously trickled out, but, uh, we gave clues as to what state. And then we gave clues, you know, um, uh, Jesse Memphis mafia gave a clue that it kind of ended up throwing people a little bit because you were right. You had the right restaurant but i think josh poor josh boggs had the wrong restaurant i think no he was at the right one he was looking oh, at the, okay right. oh he okay on the other side and so and oh, we'd actually gotcha. look for over probably about an hour and i'm like all right i'm just gonna i guess we're gonna go over and look on the other side as we're walking back i look over where these rocks are and it was one of those hide a rock the rock key key things but it large went, rocks you, right, it was under large rocks, but those little rocks yeah. looked exactly like those other rocks, and it was just <laughs> back in there. And I saw, I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" Reached in, pulled it out, and like, "Oh, yes, it is." And I'm right messaging you right off, and like, "This," is yep. it. and you're like, "Yep, that's it." I'm like, "All right." So I was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun finding that and just figuring that out, and that was just really, really cool. Of course, now that you've gotten me hooked on um, Expedition Unknown, yeah learning that and a couple weeks ago they had one that was yep. Carlston. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know it was there. So it's like, I'm kicking myself and we're sitting there going through it. I'm, I'm in the process of trying to get the book now. Um, right. Yeah. The that. secret. Yeah. That me yeah. now was another one that they did. Yeah. So <laughs> those I'm saying, I know where you guys got this idea now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an ex- expedition unknown junkie. Oh, we are too. And, We've watched all. Oh Yeah. And that the third, the fact they found uh, a third is just was awesome. And yeah, it made me think about, reminded me of the whole GT stash thing we did. Right. So, right. Yeah. So again, we're, that's kind of how we first sort of met. And now the, the vlog, and again, you had, you know, you've, you have some experience, you have your, your TV production experience, but uh, what kind of drove, drew you to doing a geocaching vlog with a V right as in Victor. Uh, and what, uh, how has that gone and, and kind of let people know sort of the, the, the genesis of that and, and where you are now with, okay. with, with behind the cache. And then also you can transition obviously into nano kids which is sort of a 
I guess a branch off, would you say, or sort of? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of a spinoff because they've been on the vlog yeah, a few times. Spinoff. Yep. So the whole original thing was, I mean, I had my own production company, um, and I had actual clients saying, "Hey, I want to do a YouTube channel," and I'm like, "Okay, that's great. I can shoot. I can produce any type of content you want, how you want to do it. I can shoot it for you." And we do. It. It's like, well, do you have any examples? Right. YouTube? No, not really on a YouTube. I don't. So. I started really thinking about it and like, you know, I really like geocaching and I really like doing video production. How can I marry the two? And just by thinking by watching Joshua and he's influenced right. so many of us to be able to do this, but I had the, the whole production, 20 years of production experience behind me. And I'm like, you know, I could actually do this and bring so much different elements to, to this whole thing and be able to use this examples for people to, uh, so I can maybe get some clients and help other people. And just how can I, help the game of geocaching. How can I make it more interesting? But the biggest thing is I don't want to just show myself going out and doing it. Cause I'm sorry, I'm not that interesting. I, I want to actually find. The no, that's not true. <laughs> well, don't, don't throw yourself short. That's not true. But yeah, I, I wanted to tell the story and a completely sure. different, different way of right. that me just going out and get cash. We don't ever hear from the cash owners as much. Yeah. Let's, let's talk to them. Let's find out why. And that's the biggest. Yeah. I wanted to find out why. Why did you hide right. it here? How did you come up with this? Right. And different aspects of it. Just kind of raising the bar of the game and also highlight these cash owners that are doing a great job. Right. That, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to do. And and yeah, I pushed, was pushing myself in those times that at the same time when I wouldn't have somebody on there, I had to find a reason why if it's just going to be me. What am I going to do? Right. It's not going to be me just typically doing a, a geocache. Sure. It's going to be, all right, I'm going to show you, I'm going to do a walkthrough of how to create a, create a gadget, or I'm going to be teaching right. something like when I did the track rules one-on-one recently, right. what can I, what can I teach about this? What that can help those that are just starting to geocache, how to do this. And in fact, track rules one-on-one came out from a question on my, on, on the, when the subscribers actually comment and say, Hey, I'd love to know more about trackables. Can you do something? Right. Trackables? And it's like, yeah, let's do that. That's a great idea. Right. So it's kind of evolved from those times that I don't actually get to talk to a cash owner. I'm still going to tell a story, especially if it's like a, a virtual, which a lot of times some of the older virtuals, the cash owners aren't even around hardly anymore. Sure. So um, getting to just kind of show a virtual, but still giving, I will actually do the research and actually pull up history of it and try and get the information on there. So I'll do a voiceover. Or I'll kind of tell the, the story behind that location a little bit more. Um, just kind of tell this, just telling the story of why and why, why should you come here? So it's just trying to bring those aspects of it a little bit different. Um, getting this, like I said, that's why it's called behind the cash. So it's a story behind the cash. And I believe every cash has a story. So that's even the, even um, unfortunately, even the nano in the woods, which is probably like my least favorite in the world. <laughs> <coughs> you know, you, uh, it makes me think of the last, you know, a couple you've done is really good examples of where you're, you're really kind of doing that. And I think that's interesting where the, the uh, now that you're in Memphis, you know, you can do, you know, so, uh, a little bit uh, different, well, different ones than you were doing before because you're right. in a different part of the world, but but still, I, I like the, I like that aspect of your vlog where you're talking about sort of maybe some of the history of the either, maybe not either the cash or history of that area. I think is always fascinating. Right. I mean, recently, uh, when we're taping this, at least, and so yeah, the last few have been a couple of urban caches, and I haven't really done a lot of urban caches because right. I mean, Charleston, urban caches in Charleston were parking grabs, LPCs. That's what they were. Right. Yeah. They weren't really. I mean, there was a few that might have been hidden um, in some of the old brickwork or something like that, but it wasn't like these last few, which is basically a um, an older like real estate lock box that's actually locked to something, and you have to figure out the code. Um, right. Going for like insignificant history, you go down and you find something that is insignificant, and you that's the code for it, or um, significant history, which was, <laughs> and this is something that just blow, blows me away a block and a half around there's one that since it's called insignificant history and then a block and a half around it's called dream. And it actually takes you to the location of where Martin Luther King was assassinated. Right. And 
it's still that's the only purpose of really the cache is to bring you to that location. So you sure. can kind of learn that, but you have to use, um, and I'm not going to give away anything on it, but you have to use something on a building. You have to figure out what that character is from. There's some hints. Oh, on right. That page, but you have to cool. figure out who, where that character is from. And when that play was the first time that was performed. Oh, cool. I like that. You, and that gives you the code to get into, the, into it. So that Very you got to figure out, but it's just, but bringing you down to that location, it was just really cool. And that's, that's what I really like about geocaching. I know I'm jumping in probably one of your questions later, but no, it's, fine. it's just the places that it takes you um, that you wouldn't even think they are there. I mean, the grotto here in Memphis. Yes. It's like you're walking into a giant um, geode. My parents had lived here for 20 years and never even knew it existed. Oh, wow. You're kidding. Really? Wow. And I was actually shooting an episode across the street. <laughs> It's called um, uh, it's uh, 80 cubics. I think is what it was called with Gil um, here. And he's actually one of our reviewers here in uh, Tennessee. Right. And he, I was like, Hey, you know, this is my 499th cash. And he's like, well, you know, if like right across the street is uh, the, called the grotto, it's like one of the most favorite caches in Tennessee. He's like, that would probably be a good 500 for you. And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it would. <laughs> so it's like a right across there. And perfect. When and got, got my 500th, and that was, and I flew out the next day back going back to South Carolina, but I took my parents back, I showed my picture, parents, the pictures and said, Hey, you got to check this out. Look at this. And like, right. where is that? And I'm like, it's down at the cemetery. <laughs> so, so then I know of all places. Like, yeah. And I brought them the next day and they're just like, wow, this is really cool. And then when we first got here to Memphis, cause uh, my wife and kids weren't with us. We took, I took them to the grotto the first weekend and said, you got to go. They wanted to go see this. And that's when I actually did the video, actually, of the grotto, because I hadn't been able to set up with anything with any cash owners here. So we right. went to go see the grotto. Um, probably when Sam comes in here in a couple of weeks, we're going to the grotto. I know I'm going wow. to the grotto when my mother-in-law comes out, because I've got yeah. her on caching. She's like already said, I want to go see this. I mean, it, it's things like that that just is just so amazing to me that it's going, to see these different places experiencing different things. I mean, I've, I've pushed myself. I mean, earlier I said I was, had been a, a facilitator on a ropes course. Right. But I had never climbed a tree 72 feet up. And when, <laughs> when I used to be on a recently, course, yeah. Until recently when I was doing a ropes course, I was a buck 20. Okay. <laughs> I'm a lot rounder now than I was. And I, oh man, that was, that was brutal. Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so exhilarating. And to answer your question to anybody that asked, it took me 30 minutes. And that's, that's how long wow. it took me. I'm not great story. Yeah. It was 30 minutes to go up and there was a lot of footage that I may release to my patrons or some other people that some things sure. that as I was going up, cause it was just some things were kind of funny and, but to due to time and editing, there just, there wasn't time for it. Cause not to tell the story that I wanted to, but it was just doing that and how, where geocaching can take you to, and to, to push your limits. It's just, that's something that I really love doing and just seeing those different things. I mean, it makes you think it, there's a lot of physical things, get you out in the woods, get the hiking, all that different aspect. And so that's, that's where I really love telling the story and showing people, you know, a lot of people think it is just what geocaching is just what nerds do outside, but there's so much more to it. And yes. you don't have to be a nerd to go out here and do this. Right. And that's the story and trying to get more people involved into geocaching and showing and trying to race the game is really the whole purpose of my channel and is what I'm trying to do. And, and I help like love having the cash owners uh, of these different caches. Cause you know, I, I can't think of all the different caches and, and even though the ones that I think of, you know, they've probably been thought of somewhere else, but they're not there. And a lot of people don't even know about them. So just hearing from the cash owner and let them tell the story is, I think is really really great. Gives them the outlet say, Hey, this is why I did this. This is and right. gives them that outlet now. And then with the nano kids, I mean, they had been on the channel off and on because sometimes right. family caching. Yeah. And that was always been such fun. It was like, all right, if I'm, if, it, if it's not going to just be me or if I'm not going to be talking to somebody, we're going to do like a family caching and show the, the fun as a family. Right. Well, the kids absolutely loved it. And I started just letting them do more and more and more. When we actually go caching and I just started staying behind the camera. Like when we went, did um, we're at Geo Woodstock, and yeah. we did the family caching at the stockyards. It was them, 
And that was kind of a dry run. And then when they met all the vloggers on our summit and everything, they're just like, oh, we want to do our, ch do the channel. And well, actually I yeah. think the night before we really started talking about it. And then when we we're at the summit, they're like, Hey, we're going to do our, do our show. And originally it was called, going to be called, um, wasn't the nano kids. I think it was called the geo kids. Well, uh, that one's already taken by Na uh, oh. National Geographic. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. So it's like, yeah. well, what could we do? And I'm sitting there thinking, well, little nano. Oh, hey, you know, nano. Yeah, hey. it's, it's, nano kids. Nano kids. That'll work. <laughs> so, so we started doing the nano kids. And the whole purpose of nano kids, um, and I know this is just on YouTube. Now, with YouTube, they just changed over where they have to say made for kids. Yes. Nano kids, even though it's being the kids are actually doing it, it's not really necessarily for kids because all we're trying to do is actually get families out or sure. get people with uh, younger kids or anything like that, get them out. It's actually more geared toward the parents saying, hey, you know, this is another activity to get them out, get them away from the video games, get them, get them out in the nature, get them experiencing things. Because I know when I was growing up, I loved history and I love going to different places. My, my mom made right. sure that when we, when I was growing up that we'd go to forts, we'd go to, if we, we went to, I remember going to Boston. I remember going to all Concord. I remember going to all, seeing all these different things and have all these little maps and things. Very cool. But lot, I, what I don't see kids doing that anymore. Right. And You're so right. it's like, how can we do yeah. families getting back out there and give them an activity and so that's where geocaching came in. And that's why the nano kids give monthly challenges to go do yes. things. It's like, Hey, this go, go do this. And one of the things they always say at the end is never cash, uh, always cash with an adult, be safe yep. and enjoy your geocaching adventure. Make wow. it fun. So we're always trying to find different things that we can do to make it fun. And most of the people that watch it, I mean, aren't kids. So it's right. made for kids. <laughs> the people that have been submitting it have been, they have grandkids now. Sure. They, they make, awesome. There's been a few videos or pictures of grandkids finding stuff, but most of them, there's no kids in sight. <laughs> so they're just <laughs> enjoying awesome. it and they're just having fun. And that's, it just brings another aspect to it. Just like, Hey, you know, this is a challenge. Get out there. Look, kids are, can be involved with this and then they'll give tips. Like if you are going caching with kids and I've done a few of these, uh, right. what can we do so the kids will stay engaged and interested and just kind of some d simple things that we can do. Cause I know I can get hyper-focused and I just want to go get this cache, this cache and this cache. And sometimes I may and ignore what's going on and like, Oh, okay. They're sure. tapped out. They, they're they're They've gotten two caches. They're done. Right. We've only gotten two caches. <laughs> but, yeah. So there's that aspect of it. So what what can keep them in, in, involved and engaged? And that's and that's why there's not been a lot of the nano kids where they're going to get a huge amount of multiple caches. Right. There's a few go get, go get multiple caches in a day. Yep. It's two cool. and three. Yeah. And when we actually did that taping, I think we uh, those caches were all parking grabs. Hey. We still accomplished the task. Yes. We didn't have to go out and go hiking. Uh, I think one of them was uh, multiple caches on a trail. All right. So we're actually right. out in nature. We may, might have walked a half a mile because I made sure that we found something that would be really close. And it was South Carolina. It was still hot. And so then that's the right. thing you got to, when you're out there, you got to watch, make sure the kids are staying hydrated and everything. And that's just what we're, we're geocaching is we don't want to do anything really strenuous, but we want to do something fun and, given another challenge. I know Joshua's got his, uh, geo challenge and with cash. Yeah. And this is the family adventure challenge is what it is. It's Very not cool. the nano kid challenge. It's the family adventure challenge. And awesome. it doesn't have to be your immediate family. It doesn't have, it can be an adopted family. It's just getting people out to go cashing together and maybe experiencing something new. And that's what the nano kids are. And Hey, who doesn't like seeing little kids going, Hey, go do this. And it oh, great. about something and doing that. Yeah. It's just, and that's where that has evolved to. And um, we're always looking for new ideas of sure. uh, different uh, challenges that we can do. Um, as this is taping, we're trying to figure out what we might be doing when it gets to snowing. Cause yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different. there's a potential. Uh, yep. It's been really cold last few days. Uh, 
but it's we're just trying to figure out what we're going to be doing. We're always looking for ideas because I mean you have to come up with twelve different ideas, different types of caches in a year. So we want sure. to going. We're going to need to be fed some more ideas of what we might right. do. So that's just kind of where the the vlogging and all that has gone to now, and we're just all having fun with it. The kids are loving it. It gives them a creative outlet as well. Um, of course, Nikki loves. She's she's actually loves all of it, but she will get out there. She's one of the first ones. Like, hey, can we go caching? <laughs> That's awesome. We'll do something. Let's get out. So, yeah. So we're gonna do, uh, and uh, Derek's gonna provide uh, at the end if you would, sir. If you would provide um, different. Um, uh, uh, links that we'll give to the to the listeners of the different places that they could find you and the Nana Kids. We'll do that in a minute, but but we're going to do a lightning round. Okay. So you didn't have these on the. Uh, the I didn't. No. Well, I kind of do, but yeah, this is a little more impromptu. But um, uh, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I'm going to get you to give me short answers okay. <laughs> i won't say one word but uh we're gonna go we're just gonna go on your first thought okay all right all right all right here we go what do you like most about geocaching the people okay getting out and what, seeing, meeting new people right what do you like least nanos in the woods okay I'm looking through my list. I'm sorry. <laughs> be edited. Where, where is the most interesting place you've been geocaching? Whew. You know, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> but it's taking me to so many different places. It's going to have to I be know. virtuals. Different virtuals are taking me. The Grotto, Sheldon Ruins, uh, Earth Cache out in um, Grand Canyon. That was really cool. It's just those are the kind of places that I really like. Just kind of that's interesting places. Where would you like to go geocaching? Germany. Okay. Yeah. Hanover. Germany. So we get over to Hanover. It's a good answer. Is there anything you wish we had in geocaching? A gadget cache icon. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's all I'm going to do for this. Uh, I think we've kind of covered most everything else. So, all right, let's um, let's wrap up with give everyone the locations uh, and links that you would like them to to find you at. Okay, easiest way behindthecash.com. That'll take you right to my YouTube. All all one word. All one word behind the cash. Um, if you go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's whatever that is behind the cash, all one word, really easy. I was able to get all the, those oh, good, the nano kids, the nano kids, all one word.com takes you right N to their YouTube channel. N A N O in case people are not familiar with how to spell it. K I D S spelled kids correctly. Um, not with a Z with an S right. It's supposed to be spelled. Um, and same thing with them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all backslash the nano kids, one word. And we'll give more information as you get closer to doing your monthly right. uh, addition to geocache talk with uh, geocaching with kids. We'll give some more information about that as it comes, as it continues. But uh, well, Derek, thank you so much for being on the Episode number one, man. You're you're yeah, the thank you. you're the premiere episode. So there you go. Thank you very much. This is a lot of fun. You bet. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.